Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You are watching a master at work. This is NFL Trend Zone, the podcast arm of FranchiseTag.com. I am your host, Dustin Baker. I'm here with Wes Johnson from Franchise Tag, Jason Bolin, and Sally from Minneapolis. And we are finished with our six-week-long ranking session, and we're transitioning into the apropos topics of the week. And this week, that'll be Aaron Rodgers, Packers stuff, some Sean Watson items, training camp, you name it. We will cover it in the next 45 minutes to one hour. However, first, we're going to do our usual segment and sponsorship on betonline.ag. July is winding down. It's been a great month for sports. If you're into sports betting, BetOnline is where you should go to win money today. With the NBA Finals behind us and Major League Baseball heading into its second act, there's always plenty of betting action to get involved in. If you're a football better, there are tons of futures and prop bets you can wager on as well. If you're into basketball and these Olympics, the United States men are negative 300 in the money line to win the gold medal. So you don't get an underdog there, but you do get some quote unquote guaranteed money if they can actually start winning more games. Bet online has the latest odds, news and information for all of your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to betonline.ag and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're back on our usual schedule. We have our rankings segment in the rear view. We did about five or six of those, and now we're back to normal because the NFL is getting back to normal. Training camp started this week, the meaningful portions where veterans report and stuff actually starts to happen. Coincidentally, the Rodgers and Green Bay slash Devontae Adams saga Came to a head and surprised me because I was wrong. I thought he would be inevitably packing his bags for elsewhere or for home. I thought the most realistic resolution was retirement. I thought he was an independent soul that was going to say the hell with yous and go home. But he didn't. It was a three-month-long festival of just inaction, and I don't get it. But it seems like they've come to an agreement that they're going to have one hurrah and see how it goes, and maybe they'll keep going. Um, Sally, you were with me that it was going to be, believe it when you see it. And now we have to believe that he stays with the Packers. So, uh, what do you think was the smoking gun to get this resolved? Honestly, I mean, I'm with you. I think you and I were on spaces the other night. And since the moment that this started like three months ago or whatever it was, I said, there's absolutely no way there's no way Aaron Rodgers is a different breed of human being than almost anyone else we've ever seen do this and if he says he's done he's done and the situation from the outside looked at so toxic and so um unsalvageable like i couldn't imagine me personally stepping back into a work atmosphere like that um so i i just didn't see it happening so i'm extremely surprised i don't know what it could have been um i It's just really surprising to me because even in the press conference today, he said that the things that he has desired still have not been promised to him as far as having more input um, and things like that. I don't know, maybe Cobb coming back. I I don't know. Guess is as good as mine. If that was the holy grail to all of this. I mean, I doubt it. I just think. No, but the the way that it was reported so to speak that 30 year old randall cobb it was like thank you that's what i wanted it's like well you could have got that like at get and go so oh he i think that's his beef though is he doesn't get anything and so i don't know i guess he thought well maybe at least i have one ally on the offense right now well Devontae too obviously but what a what a disaster yeah, it was strange, but now it seems like it's a uh, kumbaya, and it, it is, and it'll go for another year. Jason, what was your reaction to the climax of this three-month-long ordeal? Oh, man. Oh, geez. I, I, I honestly, I'm in the same boat as everybody else. I did, Now, I don't know the exact details of, did they, what, how much did they give him? They gave him extra money or what? No. No, just, no. he's just coming back. Just shortened the deal so that he allegedly has more leverage next year. Oh man, it it's really so baffling. It's the most bizarre thing that I've really witnessed. And I said it a few weeks ago as well. I cannot 
how can he save face and, and return to that? And, but, and then you saw the picture of him kind of strutting into, into camp, <laughs> like almost as if he's like, man, I just humiliated this organization is kind of the, the vibe I got from that. But in turn, I think it makes him look awful, just awful. Why? Well, there was no point in what he did. I mean, I just don't, I don't get it. I, I don't get it. I mean, we talked about him for three and a half months. Um, he didn't get anything accomplished, anything resolved one more year. And it just, it could have all been avoided. I think, I mean, I, I, think that he complains about too much to begin with Wes your turn my turn um I I think this was actually the only real uh realistic resolution in it uh Packers were gonna stand firm on trading him I I don't think he walks away from the game after taking home MVP um it looks like, you know, both parties had to uh, work behind the scenes on some kind of resolution that was shortening the deal. Um, the alleged he can choose where he wants to play in uh, 2022. Um, Florio at uh, PFT, he wrote a, a little blurb saying that um, this is a business and unless it's on paper, that promise doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, so, Aaron said in his press conference today that that wasn't part of the deal. Yeah. He even said it. Yeah. So, I mean, it really could be the same scenario next year. Um, the Randall Cobb thing was a, a mini uh, budge to get him, you know, who, who he wanted. Um, it sounded like it's not even uh, the current GM completely that it goes back to Ted Thompson days with uh, Julius Peppers being let go. Um, Essentially, I I think what's happening here is um, a lot of these NFL players are are seeing the, um, the gravitas that these NBA players have and, you know, roster decisions, et cetera. And so you're starting to see Brady, he he's getting, uh, Gronk and Antonio Brown last year. Uh, Rogers, he he's wanting a little bit of that as well. So, uh, uh, you know, maybe there's a, a small player movement. It's a little more difficult in uh, the NFL, but if it's going to happen, it'll happen at the quarterback position. This is going to turn Farvian again at this time next year because we already saw last year when they made it to the NFC Championship and lost to a you know team of destiny with the Bucks. Most teams don't get that far. So it won't be good enough for the Packers to get the NFC championship. Even if they get the Super Bowl and lose it, then it's probably going to be, well, should I go try and play play for the Broncos, play for the Raiders? So I think the only way that it would be somewhat uh, peaceful would be if they, they, God forbid, win the Super Bowl. So it's setting up a redo of this all over again, which is what we saw in Brett Favre in 2005, 2006, 2007. So I don't know what it is about players that throw the football in that state like what do you think i'm genuinely curious what do you guys think then is their motivation for keeping jordan love if they genuinely want a future with aaron on the team why aren't they maybe i mean maybe not this year but like what is their benefit in having both i think they got every i think the packers got exactly what they wanted that they want to give love one more year to watch just as Rogers did. He had, he had three to watch. Yeah, but that was a different time though. Like quarterbacks don't do that anymore. I know, but they drafted love in the first round and pissed off the the guy. (laughs) And I think they're, they're going to go to him and he might be raw and not ready yet. But I think that that was going to be the plan. They knew that Rogers was a free spirit that was eventually going to go elsewhere. And I think they wanted one last time so they could buy some time to work with Devontae Adams. And if all they had to do was pretend to care about him and get him Randall Cobb, I mean, all of a sudden the Packer fans love Randall Cobb again, as if, you know, he's going to be an all pro. He'll be good. But I don't, I, what, so Rogers, then why not just let him walk at the end of next year then and do what he wants? I, that's a, not I, I think what I'm will. following from what I you think, guys are saying. I oh, okay. I misunderstood. Year, yeah. I think they wanted to buy themselves one more year. 
just coming off MVP season. I think Rogers camp threw it into the wind on draft day about his malcontent thinking, Hey, if we get, they trade him, they trade me good. I'll go play for the Broncos with a perfect roster for me. And then the Packers turned out to be too stubborn to even do that. And I'll reiterate what I said to Mike Tice on our other show with the Vikings about a half hour ago. Now they've set themselves up for if anything goes wrong. So if they start two and two and it doesn't look like the Packers of last year, every camera is going to be looking at Rodgers if it doesn't already. Every camera is going to be looking at the floor and we're going to be looking for seedlings of disgruntlement because oh, yeah. of this, this three month long session of garbage. I, I, I don't know what they accomplished. If he was a man of principle, he would have stuck to it and you know retired and then not really like Carson Palmer, Palmer did, same agent and all that. It just I'm I'm with Jason that it seemed unnecessary, and I'm probably coming at this from an anti-Packer vein because I'll always have anti-Packer veins. Uh, just strange. Well, I mean, I, I like I 100% agree with with Sally. Could you imagine going back into a work environment like that <laughs> if you're no matter what side of this you're on? Yes, exactly. I mean, that is that's and just how does Jordan Love feel? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would be so fucking intimidated to go to work every day. Like I wouldn't want to make eye contact with Aaron Rodgers. You know, he's not being welcoming, you know, like. Right, right. And you almost got to wonder. So, it, it, you know, back in with the, when Favre was kind of doing his thing and Rodgers had to sit there and watch that. And, you know, you, you almost wonder if that part of that in some weird way in form of a resentment or something like that is dictating some of this behavior now, even though, I mean, it's been what 15 years. I mean, still he had to sit the bench for three years and that had to have bothered a guy like him. You'd think, and you know, a little bit different with Favre situation. I don't remember Favre. Yeah, He wasn't an MVP. And then, you know, Aaron Rodgers was drafted. <laughs> yeah. I think that uh, perhaps there's just it's a coincidence that's based on this is how Packers management has always treated their players. Nobody is bigger than the organization. Well, newsflash: Favre and Rodgers are bigger than their organization. Whether they, whether they, <laughs> they care are to their organization. Yeah. So uh, I, I think perhaps it, it it just it got to them. It took Rodgers a very long time to have it to be national in terms of uh, his outspokenness. But it's just so weird that it's it's these two players on the same team. Same caliber, like football player, and it. I mean, maybe he's coming to the Vikings again. Maybe that's how this all culminates. I don't I, know. I almost feel like a like an idiot for asking this, but when mm-hmm. Favre was going through it, did I know that he, you know, threatened the retirement oh, several yeah. years in a row? But did he have like a disgruntled relationship with the ownership, like like Rogers does, or was his just kind of teetering on the fence of? retiring, unretiring, that sort of thing. Yeah. We didn't really have the forum for, well, I mean, he could come out to a microphone anytime that he wanted, but we didn't really dig too deep back then into how players felt about their management because management ruled the roost. It didn't matter, you know, that Rogers couldn't go sign free agents like LeBron James can for the Lakers. That didn't happen back then, but now that Russell Wilson can do it or at least try to do it. uh, Now that players are empowered, Rogers is like, you know, look at me. You know, I'm I'm the MVP. How come I can't be like the rest of these guys? Yeah. Yeah. I think with Favre, he was disgruntled when Aaron got drafted <laughs> from what was said. But a, obviously, we didn't know what level it was on. Yeah. Um. But I would just say I was on his side the entire time. I totally understood why he felt the way that he did. There were some things maybe he didn't handle the right way, but I would have been pissed too. Um, but today hearing him talk, I think it really even gave me a, um, I really felt I supported him even more in how disrespected he must feel. I mean, when he talked about being a part of that organization for 16 years, which is longer than anyone else there, and that he knows all of the people that work there, have worked there. He knows all of the trainers. He knows the staff, like, and he knows about the culture and what it has been, what it can be. And to just never have your input even listened to, let alone valued, is, I don't know. It's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. um, So I hate to say it, but I kind of like him more now than I ever did. (laughs) Okay. Agreed. Agreed. The other thing he said, um, he said in terms of free agent signing in Green Bay, he said they're not signing for 
vacation you know, front spot. office or, or the vacation spot. You know, they're signing because they want to play with him or, and, you know, his other teammates for a chance to win a, a title. So that that was I, I thought that was an interesting little tidbit as well. Another thing that they uh, Wes, I think you heard this today, even during their Kumbaya, they've contradicted themselves. So uh, the front office came out and said like, well, Aaron's always been involved in the decision-making. And then today when he got up to the microphone, he gave his list of like a dozen players that pissed him off when he left because he wasn't consulted. So, right. Or just the way they were treated. So he mm -hmm. didn't think they were treated right. Not necessarily his opinions. Yeah. And then the, then the way that we were told that he'll maybe have full control over where he's traded next year. And then that's like the first thing he said when he got to the microphone, like news to me. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Did you guys hear that one reporter towards the end who was actually really kind of rude to him? He said, um, well, Aaron, frankly, if you would have had any input in these decisions, you were wrong because um, who did he point out that didn't have good seasons? He said, Jordy Nelson wasn't as productive. He said, um, he named a couple other players who didn't have, um, he's like Randall Cobb didn't have the production and, and he was basically, he's just, he's straight up said, Aaron, you would have been wrong. And it's like, how does this dude asking the question, not understand that there's a difference catching balls from Aaron Rodgers right. than wherever these other guys went. It was just really yeah. weird to me. Um, th- it's really weird to me that people just want to dismiss him as he doesn't know what he's talking about. It's his work environment. He knows all the people they know him. It has, it's just boggling. The only way that I can reconcile this is if underneath outside of Instagram or outside of the press conference, if he's just really a prick to everybody, <laughs> that's the only way I can see. Maybe he is. He well, seems I've, better. <laughs> I've, uh, I've heard uh, on a few, few clips. I think it might've been first take where there's been a couple of uh, old teammates of his that have said that I can't remember who they were, but yeah, I mean, he, he very well could be. I mean, yeah, because I mean, Favre at least was like a fifth grader at all times, like <laughs> yeah. you know, fun loving, and Rogers is more intense and you know stoic than that. And it was interesting that he said he was not consulted on the Lafleur hire, which he had expressed previously he wanted to be involved in talking about who would take McCarthy's job. It was obvious he wasn't happy with McCarthy and he sat up there. He was not consulted. And then a little while later, he was like, oh, I love Mike. We get along. And it's like, huh? No, you don't. <laughs> it's obvious. So Yeah. Oh, he's contradicted himself quite a few times. I like mean, that. maybe it's different off the field. Maybe they do communicate, but it, that's not the body. What the body language says. Yeah. Wes, the other quarterback news that's also longstanding, even even longer, arguably, than the Rodgers ho-hum stuff is Sean Watson. He is in Texans camp, I think, just so he proverbial doesn't get fined. And he's there, but he wants to be traded, which is awkward in itself. We don't know if he's going to play, probably not. But he's there nevertheless, so they can't take his money away. Um, so you can give your take on that, even though we've talked about a bunch, but what does do the Texans, let's say magically the NFL is like benefit of the doubt, innocent of proven guilty. You can go ahead and play. Let's say that happens somehow is the Texans roster, Isn't it the exact same as last year? Or do you see more optimism heading into it? If he, if it's this, if it's the good version of Watson, who we all know is probably about the fourth best quarterback in the league. Yeah, the Texans scary with him, or is it just like last year where they go four and twelve? Um, I I don't necessarily think they do. They go four and twelve. Um, it's going to be a competitive roster. Uh, I think in free agency and the in the draft they tried to add numerous yeah. uh, positional players. Um, I th- I think they're stacked at every position with you know marginally to good players so uh you put enough of those guys together and who knows it it could lead to uh some form of continuity and you know they could i don't think they can come close to winning their division but you know they might be able to make a little bit of noise aren't they screwed now that randall cobb is gone (laughs) (laughs) um no i mean he was he was their wide receiver too they have um uh, Amari Rogers and Brandon Cook still there, and then they'll have 
uh, Kiki QT, uh, probably in slot and, and go from there. Fair enough. Sally, we've never heard your take. I don't think on the origins and then the, the playing out of Deshaun Watson. Um, do you believe that he will play this year or what does the future hold for him? By the way, he wants to trade. I always forget that. You know, it's interesting because there were some rumors that came out last week about now the Texans are possibly interested in dealing him. And I don't understand that because what would the market be with how much is unknown? You know, I'd, and also what team would want to take the publicity hit aside from the cost if something more does come to light on this? It doesn't make a lot of sense to me that there would be a market at all. Um, I don't know if he's going to play. It's interesting. Um for the re- because it's a civil issue and as far as i know there is no criminal um actual charges filed if i'm incorrect about that please correct me it's there's 10 criminal Just ones hot, 10 criminal filed okay. this week i think oh, oh newly two, i think yesterday or, or monday yeah Jeez. Oh, sorry. I've been in my Mike Tice haze. I have not been. <laughs> I have not been on the news. Okay, well, uh, catch me up on that then. Um, I don't really is it know. Different too states. Much. What? Where are these filed at? Uh, I believe uh, still in Texas. Um, eight of the complainants <laughs> um, are from the civil suit, and there's two new ones. Uh, to the table as well. Um, any trial, from what I can gather, would be in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, as of right now, NFL has no restrictions on his training camp participation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said that they're still trying to gather information. Uh, Tony Busby, who's heading up the civil lawsuits for uh, the ladies there, uh, he says that suggesting the NFL hasn't gotten enough info or provided or been provided access is completely false. So um, okay. a little bit of gamesmanship going on there. Obviously, the NFL is not going to want to make a move until probably their hands force. So, so that would end so, yeah. before week one or not even then. Uh, I mean, it, unless some additional info comes to the table. They probably won't make make a move. Like but then they won't play because it, it to be took traded. the. Uh, if you think back to Adrian Peterson, it took the video coming out for uh, the pictures or the pictures. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the pictures coming out for for them to make a move and put him on the uh, commissioner's exempt list. Um, J- Jason, I uh, you haven't spoke on the Watson topic, and then I want to ask you one more thing about the Packers stuff. But go 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 okay. on Watson. You got something you want to finish up, Sally? Well, I just want to say, and I'm just briefly scanning this article, but from what I understand that they have made criminal complaints, not that charges have been filed. Criminal complaints, yeah. Sorry. So that is, no, that's okay. So that's a difference in what I was originally thinking, because if they if they don't think they have enough, I was going to say, if, they, if different agencies think they have enough um, information to make an arrest, then I think that that would make the NFL... Um, more quickly um, come to a decision. However, if it's just people going in and filing a report, I don't know. And obviously the nature of these allegations at this point, how are, how are you going to actually right. be able to prove it? And so as sad as that is, I'm certainly not saying I don't believe these women. It's unfortunately the um, reality. So I don't know. However, you just have to look at the numbers for that many women to get together who don't know each other and just make up something out of thin air. Um, yeah, I don't know what they'll do, but any, yeah, I just want to say it, it's not files it's just complaints. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's uh, interesting. I wasn't on, I was unaware that there was, I thought last I knew that there might've been one criminal complaint um, and I don't, so the complaints, like when criminal complaints can be a r- wide range of different things, I suppose, anywhere from, you know, who knows. But yeah, my my take on it is is going back to kind of what we agreed on with Rogers. I mean, I couldn't imagine in your situation, Dustin, that you um, uh, kind of asked Wes about going back and being on an active roster. And I don't know that he... Yeah, I mean, do you do do you think he talks to any of those guys? I probably mean, you, his buddies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, so he's probably got a few, and then they're all sitting there thinking this 
dipshit doesn't want to <laughs> even be on our team. Right. And it's like, I couldn't imagine going back into that work environment either for either side. Um, they have and, a new coach. Yeah. New coach. <laughs> man, Awkward as hell for him. Mm-hmm. For oh God. And, you know, I, and I, and I know Awkward that for Terod uh, Taylor. Yeah. And yeah, I, well, you prepare for that. Yeah. I, well, I know that, uh, like a lot of the players always say, well, it's, you know, we come and we do our job. It's work. That doesn't, we don't let the outside noise get in, but come on, man. I mean, this, this has been dominated those headlines down in Texas, this whole, this whole off season. And for a guy to show up to camp, I mean, I can't imagine that he gets looked at with, Hey, I'm glad you're here. You know, <laughs> I, yeah. I'm surprised uh, they put him on the field. Right, yeah. That's the concerning thing. I mean, obviously it's uh, innocent until proven guilty, but with this kind of stuff, like I said, when it's it's the numbers and people having the same story, that's where it becomes sometimes really tricky to be a female NFL fan because as much money as I give the NFL, as much of my time as I give the NFL, when they do not do the right thing, when it comes to abuse against women, it really, really, really makes me sick and it makes it really hard for me to... um, to continue to do that. So I think they'll get it right. I mean, I think they'll, and it, it makes it easier for them that he doesn't even want to play there. So right. like every time you think, well, they're going to let him go into week one without being on the exempt list. Well, he doesn't even want to play. So yeah. it's a complicate. It's just like a twisted in every aspect situation. Yeah. It won't, it ain't going to get more complicated in this situation <laughs> right here for sure. But yeah, I know. And then one last thing I'll say about that mm-hmm. is, is when the, when it was announced, I think it was Monday that uh, that they had decided to listen to trade offers, and then they have been for a few weeks now. And then, so at work, and buddy of mine and I were talking about it, and he's like, "Well, would you would you do that?" I was like, "Well, if I'm a GM and I'm just looking at it strictly as business, I mean, I'd give up a seventh rounder for him. That I mean, that's you know." but that's all that you could really do. And, you know, I mean, think of like, he doesn't have a market right now. And then like six hours later, Tom Pelissero comes out and says, this is what they're asking for. Still five mm-hmm. high round draft picks plus quality starters. I mean, what? Yeah, no, they're, they're going to, they're going to operate it as if he's still the commodity, you know, allegations be damned. <laughs> yeah, Well, that's why I think, like you asked Wes what his predictions were for the season, the Texans never live up to their expectations. Right. So it's every year that they're going to, they're predicted to win the division or they have a really bad record. They'll make it into the playoffs and then they get bounced in the first round. I don't think, I think that has a lot to do with their front office and obviously they're not in touch with reality. (laughs) Very true. Hey, Schaub got him there a few years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think right. um, on, on Watson and allegations and this is, I have no proof of this. This is just what I th- trying to wrap my head around, you know, preparing for the show, multiple episodes, talking about this, what I think happened, you know, sitting on my couch. And this is just a totally theory. I think that when he became a household name or when he became a Houston name and he's this damn good quarterback, I think, I believe that his first couple massage experiences ended um, with what he's being accused of in the sense that somebody perhaps willingly finished off the massage in that fashion. And then he got accustomed to that and enjoyed it, whatever you want to say. So I firmly believe that it became the expectation for him that when he got massaged by all these different folks, that they were going to perform that service, you know, or he's going to coerce them into it. And, you know, that's illegal. Um, so it certainly doesn't uh, lessen the wrongdoing. But you try to wrap your head around, like, how did this continue to happen? <laughs> you know, how? And I think well, that's Epstein, I, this was his move. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's like a weird control thing. Yeah. yeah. And all the all the gymnasts, too. Yeah. The mm-hmm. massage move. I'm, I don't know. I've never had a professional massage. I'm certainly not getting one now. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 the massage move. <laughs> that, that, uh, yeah. That's uh, it's it's unfortunate. And everybody like before this came out everybody just raved about how good of a guy he was, you know, nobody had anything bad to say about him. And it's, it's, that happens with a lot of these guys. It does. Yeah, it does. Uh, Cause your friends, I mean, at least from what I observe guy, guy friends that are in groups, they don't guys that are extra creepy like that. Don't usually tell their friends because it's like, yeah, it's something that only other women pick up on when they're like in a, 
you know, private situation with them. And then it's like, oh, fuck, because they're very manipulative. <laughs> yeah, Guys yeah. like that are very manipulative and they can morph their personality to get what they want from friends, family, whatever. So and I don't mean to Sean, I've obviously never interacted with him. I just know people in my life that I've met that are predatory like that. Um, it's not like they walk around with, you know, a sticker on them. That's like, Hey, I'm a sexual predator. It's always the ones you don't usually expect. I think. Jason, I forgot to ask you on the Packers stuff, um, from your, your Broncos background. Do you believe that the Broncos passed on Justin Fields, who was there for the taking because they believed they would find a way to get Rogers? That's a great question, and I don't know the answer to that. Um, Spitball you know, for me. From when I thought we were going to get <laughs> Aaron Rodgers draft night, to be quite honest with you, yeah, the way it was, Schlereth. the way it was being reported, and all the all the rumblings. But you know that could have been uh, that could have been a reason um, for sure. I mean, I don't. I I guess I don't know. I mean, they say that they're content with who they got there, but yeah, I think that they thought that there was probably a chance and them having 30 million set aside too, you know, just sitting there, you know, they had the, the ammo to do it. So I, I believe that they probably thought that there was at least a 60, 70% chance they could. Okay. So they, and do you, this won't be announced for the next show, but what are you leaning towards now? Are they going to go with Drew Locke or Bridgewater? I want to know what you think. Not I think they the start with thing. Drew and they put him on a very, very short leash, uh, very short leash. I think if he comes out and he even resembles uh, his bad games from last year, he'll be he'll be benched by week three. OK, and I think that they I think that they do have confidence that they can still win with Teddy with this roster. So I think um, he'll be he'll get the go. They want it to be him, I think, as an organization, but they're not going to give him any more opportunities. So. Okay. Well, then you just got to go out and keep the jobs. Easy yeah. Win it well, first. He, yeah. No, I mean, he'll have no excuses this year. So, yeah. I'd like to see him get a leash longer than three weeks, but I don't think we have that patience anymore. Yeah. I mean, they haven't won an opening game in five years. I don't <laughs> think so. I mean, you know, they start 0-2. It's it's just, I mean, they they play the both New York teams and I think Jacksonville in their first three. They they there's no reason to think they couldn't start three and all, but I mean, again, it is, it is Denver. So, and you, you still believe that John Elway made a deal with the devil himself to win <laughs> that Super Bowl 50, right? <laughs> he might have. Oh, don't say might. You've told sold his soul. Yeah. He, he sold his soul. Yep. Every, every third down, you can feel it in your bones, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, but it doesn't matter. The coach doesn't matter. The quarterback doesn't matter, matter anything. It's just the same game. Every game, <laughs> you got to give the group your speech about, oh, it's going to be a run, a pass, run again, punt. <laughs> yeah, it's same thing. Well, you guys probably have that same. There's some Vikings fans that feel the same way up there, don't they? Well, our most recent scourge of uh, disappointment was the defense because they were so injured. Yeah. And that was a weird feeling because we've got so accustomed to his defense that keeps us afloat. The way that we used to feel about the offense is how we feel about felt about the defense this year. So um, not so much with Kirk. Third down stuff is pretty decent. Um, but to your in your to your defense, when I do watch Broncos games, now I watch for it on third down and it's just ineptitude. <laughs> you and know it, it's gonna and happen. It, and it flushes out in the numbers too. Whenever I tweet all the weird stats that I tweet, I, I pull up third down. I'm like, oh, there's Denver 30th in the NFL. All right. <laughs> do you remember when I say that screenshot? There was whole first half. They didn't have uh any first downs. None. <laughs> Zero. Vicious. All <laughs> right, Wes. The other big news that dribbled out of uh was it this morning or last night? is that Xavier Howard, arguably the second best, maybe third best cornerback in the NFL, has respectfully, in a very eloquent little note, said, and I'm not being sarcastic, it was actually pretty heartwarming, that he wants to move on. Um, so can you give us some landing spots? I know there was that Jason OC, OTC dude who tweeted who has money, the teams that might have money for uh, Howard. Where You're good at this. Where does he realistically end up or give us the top three teams maybe? Hmm. Oh, you didn't prepare for that, did you? <laughs> I didn't prepare for that, no. Uh, we'll go better. with Philly. Philly is always in need of quarterback, uh, cornerback help. Um, I can see Carolina. 
Okay. The uh, Cardinals have money for it? Cardinals do not have money for it. Okay, they'd have to get creative. Uh, but, I mean, they would they would be the perfect spot for him if, yeah. if that were to happen. I know I mentioned, was it last week, um, a swap of Howard for um, Jones would be ideal for both teams, I think. But. Yeah, that's another thing we, uh, we should mention is Chandler Jones, even though it didn't come from his mouth, it was reported, yeah. sort of like the Rogers stuff was on draft day, that Howard – is or was disgruntled with his state of affairs in Arizona and previously had requested a trade, but nevertheless, he will report to camp and be a good team player. Um, but that got everybody's wheel spinning as to where he might go, because since he was drafted, uh, he leads the NFL in sacks. And I think right next to him are Von Miller and JJ Watt, but uh, there is no better sacker of quarterbacks than Chandler Jones. And he kind of does it quietly. I don't know that, you know, your grandfather would know who Chandler Jones is. They'll probably know who J.J. Watt is. Uh, but Jones would be an astute addition to any team if he's indeed traded. <laughs> I think that yeah. the Cardinals, um, I don't know what their their plan B would be uh, on the other edge of their line opposite Watt. But that's another one to mention to lift up is that, indeed, these two titans of industry in uh, Chandler Jones and Xavier Howard are evidently on the move. We shall see. What else from training camp, folks? Sally, you went to the Vikings training camp. Tell us about that. Oh, my gosh, you guys. It was so fun. Um, it was supposed to be like 100 degrees today, but it like poured down rain this morning, thunderstormed. And so I guess that kind of cooled things off. Um, it, you know, it was the first day. There wasn't really anything, you know, that exciting that happened. It was a lot of drills. Um, obviously, there's no pads. Uh, but it was just so great to be out there and feel like, wow, Things are really getting back to normal, and um, the first day of camp is always just so exciting for me. So it's great to be there, and it really wasn't very busy at all. Just they, uh, is it um, free to get in there? Is it a cover charge or no? It's free. Um, you do have to pay for parking, um, but getting in is free. Yeah, unless there's like like we have night practice on Saturday. That's like ten bucks, I think. Um, when there's when the Broncos come to town for the scrimmage, you have to pay for that, but. Um, every day is, is free in their new facility. That's Dustin. Didn't you take me by that? Is that at Eden Prairie or is that's no. not Mankato no more, right? It's an Egan. It previously or Egan. I mean, yeah, the training camp historically was in Mankato. 2017 yep. was the last year for that. And then um, they had this garbage training facility in Eden Prairie. And most of the stuff in Eden Prairie is not garbage. So it was always weird that the Vikings uh, facility in Eden Prairie was subpar, at least over the years. They had this old Viking ship out there that just <laughs> looked like somebody's grandpa constructed it, like in the 1940s. Uh, but then they built a state-of-the-art thing in Egan, and that's where uh, she was at today. Um, and that place is pretty sweet. I've only been there once because they've only held two camps, and last year uh, was thwarted by the pandemic. So, yeah, I, I showed it to you one time we, we drove through in Egan. Nice, nice. Did they sign autographs or did they avoid that? They're, they're not doing to. autographs, um, I think, because of COVID still. They're yeah. not doing that. Um, I don't rem- I guess they did autographs the first year they were there, did they, Dustin? Yeah. Um, but I think it, you had to have a ticket for the autographs, whereas in Mankato, you could just show up and wait in line. Um, but I think there they made you like get a ticket in advance and you maybe had to pay for it, but they're not doing autographs this year. Okay. Um, and the tra- the um, training camp schedule is different than it was in Mankato too. Like in Mankato, you could go to walkthroughs in the morning mm-hmm. and then there would be like a couple hours break where the players would go to team meetings and then there would be more practice in the afternoon. Um, but this is just one practice from like two to four, 15 or something. So. Wes, I, Wes, I got a funny Viking story for you. Um, I took my daughter to her first game in 2019 mm-hmm. at U.S. Bank Stadium against the Lions. And my wife at, at the training camp signed her up for a kids club. So she got all kinds of cool stuff mailed through in the mail. And part of that gig was she got to go down on the field after the Lions game. And we went nice. waited in line. We went down there um, December of 2019. And the two players that were signing autographs were Tyler Conklin, a TE3 at the time, and a Fadia Denbo, who was like a DE2, DE3 at the time. And I told her, well, let's get in line for a Denbo because we like defense. And right. so we did. She got the autograph. We got the picture. And uh, then two weeks later, he scored against the Chargers. 
And then he ended up starting the following season. So I always told them like, well, we, we picked the right line. <laughs> and now it looks yeah. like perhaps we should have chosen the Conklin line because Afadi's gone and Conklin will be the second tight end. But that, yeah. that was a little Viking story. Uh, what else from training camp? Anything to address Wes or I got one more surprise little segment that isn't very exciting, but we're going to do it anyway. I'll be going to training camp. Oh yeah. You're going Hillside in Denver, aren't you? I am. Nice. I am. So yeah. You got that Von Miller picture the one time. Oh yeah. No, that was really neat. So uh, yeah, we'll be going out. Uh, We're going to catch it on Monday. Uh, Not going to be able to make the Saturday. That's an invite only. So uh, apparently select media and whoever, whoever else they, they invite. I'm not going to be able to get to that. So I'm going to take them on a stadium tour. So they'll, Ooh. Kids will like that too, but no, they open it up. Um, autograph sessions there consist of usually six or seven of them kind of hanging around after they're done and just kind of going down the line and, you know, signing what they can. Um, you never know who's going to stay. Um, Vaughn usually always does and did, but I don't think that they're going to do it this year because of COVID either, but either way, it'll be a great experience. Yeah, it's just good to be back there. That's really sure. all I care about I'm here. Yeah, we and I got it. we got Vaughn's autograph, and I got a selfie with him. So that <laughs> that made my day, made my year. There made you go. Wife. I didn't get a selfie with the superstar I met today, so that yeah. was my bad. Well, but my my most coveted though is, is Dustin. You saw the one with uh, with with Elway, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That oh was man. Or he's looking direct, directly at you, pointing at me. <laughs> That was awesome. Hey, and he actually responded to me on Instagram too. I'm pretty impressed about that. Another claim to fame. Wow. Yeah. Wes, anything else on training camp before I do our little segment? Uh, Let's see. Zach Wilson is the lone remaining unsigned rookie. Oh, that's right. Uh, He's not holding out, is he? Uh, They're, you know, haggling over probably. uh, guaranteed money, mm. but, uh, Jerry Jones said that Dak Prescott had the best practice he's ever seen of any wow. player. Uh, but Dak also left to have his arm examined. Uh, there's a shoulder strain. So that is something to monitor going forward. Um, hope Johnny it's not Smith. from the jab. That would be unfortunate. <laughs> right. <laughs> Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry. Uh, Johnu Smith said that the tight ends are going to do great things together, and he tabbed them the Boston TE party, which uh, I thought mm. was pretty funny. That is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That is good. And then uh, tight end Jake Butt, he retires <laughs> after uh, attempting to come back off of three different ACL tears. So that is the training cap news. <laughs> Wow. Riveting stuff there today. <laughs> yeah. No, it'll get better as time goes on. Oh, oh yeah. man. Like a Jake, but <laughs> poor guy. Oh, and he was, uh, came out. He's coveted coming out of Michigan. He went to Broncos and what played for a handful of games at all. Uh, yeah. I thought the Broncos got a yeah. steal with him because he obviously got injured in college, but you know, he was really, really good prior to that injury. So it's like, man, maybe he can, uh, but he just, I don't even think he played in a single game for us. Um, maybe one or a half, but. Man, he just couldn't couldn't do it. It's really too bad. It's awful. And much like the Simone Biles backlash for um, taking a mental health break from um, her quote unquote game, uh, if Jake Butt would have sat out the uh, bowl game, like I think he initially intended to, uh, his knee wouldn't have been shredded. So yeah, there you have that. Hindsight, yeah. All right, here's our last segment. I just came up with this on the fly. I found a website that generates NFL teams at random. So it actually makes even makes a sound when I spin the wheel. I'm not sure if it'll come through on the broadcast. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to have that team landed on and I'm going to say the team out loud and then you guys are going to tell me your prognosis for them for the upcoming season. And this is completely at random. If it's the Vikings, I'll spin it again so we're not biased. So here we go. I'm going to spin it. I don't know if you can hear it. Oh, there it goes. Who's up first? Chicago Bears. Oh, you're not picking one person. 
Well, I'm picking it's you everybody. now. I'm picking okay. you now. <laughs> no, don't pick me now. Um, Chicago I, Bears. If you're really picking me, I don't, I, that's hard to say because it's going to have a lot to do with what goes on with the quarterback situation. And that is a little bit too unknown. I know they've said Andy Dalton is going to start. Um, I don't, how realistic do we really think that is that that's going to last very long. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, and now with Aaron back, that kind of changes the dynamic of the division. So I would like to be positive and say they'll finish third. They're right ahead of the Lions. <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's what I meant. Of course. <laughs> of course. Even though that has not been the case recently, I'm trying to be positive. I know Wes is really, you know, thinks the Bears are really bad. So I'm trying to, you know, get on that wavelength. Jason, what do you got for the 2021 Chicago Bears? Oh, I, I think they finished last in their division. Uh, I actually think the Lions will do a little bit better than them. Lions be a little bit better than some people give them credit for. I think Goff has a, has a subpar year and does enough to, to get them to nine and seven. Uh, I think the bears go like four and four and 12. Uh, I keep forgetting to factor in that extra game, but yeah, I mean with Dalton, I mean, how, you know, when, how bad does he need to be before they rip the bandaid off, pull the trigger on, on fields, um, I guess. Cause you know, Dalton's always been kind of a, you know, average quarterback i don't think he ever does enough to to uh merit a benching necessarily but you know they're going to be clamoring to get fields in there so that's going to be an interesting situation yeah and it'll start right away as soon as they yep. lose one or two games but maybe they won't maybe they'll start off two and oh and with dalton they'll look brilliant <laughs> west yeah. the bears yeah let me look up their schedule let me say uh here. third place third place as well probably uh Eight and nine finish, nine, eight finish, something like that. Okay. Right around five. All right, let's see where they who they start with. They start um, with the Ram at the Rams, a night game. Um, okay. Then they play the Bengals at home, at Browns, and then Lions at home. Two okay. and two. Yeah, two and two for optimistic. One and three, perhaps depends on how good those damn Bengals are. We'll find out. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, find yeah. out real soon. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I think we'll spin the wheel again next week and pick a random team. And the NFL will present us with inevitably uh, more topics. And I think we could probably transition away from Roger's stuff. Well, I want to say one more thing before mm-hmm. we end. So um, we talked about, you know, what may happen if the Packers start, start off poorly. Mm-hmm. However, I want to know how you guys feel about this schedule because uh, um, week one at the Saints, week two, Lions at home, week three at 49ers, and then Steelers at home. Not easy. You don't think so? No, not at all. I think that's like three and one. What I'll do you guys think? Two and two. Oh. First two are layups. Uh, yeah. I don't, think the, I don't think the Saints is a layup. Who's uh, the quarterback? Jameis? Jameis. I think they could take the Saints, but I don't. I think the Saints are going to be Jair's come on strong cover. later in the year. But Taysom Hill. <laughs> no, Taysom 49ers is the only <laughs> challenge I see on that. And that's obviously too soon to say. Yeah, Steelers <laughs> for sure not. <laughs> no, Steelers, no. Bottom you guys are, you guys are too low on these teams. No, uh, we're not. The you only thing, well, prove your point then. The Argue only, your case. Well, Wafflesburger, still first, in the league. <laughs> first of all, the, the you should believe it when you see it. Saints suck because the only thing that we think of, we think of Winston is the interception season, and that was an outlier for him. He's still threw for over 5,000 yards, though. He's not, he's not a garbage quarterback, and if he's going to succeed, it's going to be in that system, and it might even – compared to the late last year, might even be an upgrade from Breeze at times because he can throw the ball longer than 25 yards. So I think the panel is notorious or is just too low on Winston um, because of the, the one rotten season that had way too many picks. And then hey, I've been, a, I've been a Winston fan on here. Yeah, true. Uh, Lions. I'm not going to defend them. Uh, I don't know where the 49ers angst is coming from. They're going to, I think be in 2019 form and then, there Shame was on. no angst. We no. said they were going to be good. Well, it was, it was, you guys were quick to say three and one and then shame on you for thinking the Steelers are just middling. We know that defense is going to be ripping and roaring and Roethlisberger doesn't suck. He's, 
I, I read you off his stats from 2020, and if Dalton had those, you guys would, you know, absolutely be fawning over that statistical line. So, I'm not going to pronounce Steelers dead. Tom, God, I know, no, I just, I know. I You're right. I just hate Roethlisberger. Though. If it was oh in God. Pittsburgh, I, I might have a different outlook. But with it being in Green Bay, I, I just don't see them going into Green Bay. That defense will hold them in that game, but ultimately, the question marks along the offensive line. Um, they do have, you know, the rookie running back who should be good, but uh, a lot of that is predicated on the offensive line. Assuming that there's too much uh, chaos and friction for them to even work well together and they can't leave everything aside and just do their jobs, who gets the blame if if the Packers don't, you know, do something? Oh, I mean, is it Rodgers? No. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you heard it from the resident Packer fans on this panel that they're <laughs> flying out of the gate to three and one. You know, hey. heaven help anybody that doesn't think that they're indestructible. I'm not talking about they're indestructible. I'm I'm having less faith in these opponents than you know, thinking Green Bay is the number one seed with a bullet. Well, but with the Saints, though, uh, what about Michael Thomas? Um, That's buddy at work. Yeah, he's out. He's out seven weeks. Yes, jeez. Seven weeks of the regular season, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That means that means when you get At your least. fantasy when you get your fantasy cheat sheets out, you gotta start thinking about when you're gonna take a flyer on him, how late, how late in the thing. So and then so you couple it's that long. with how much time missed last year. Boy, that's a lot oh, of time missed. Almost all of last year. Yeah, I think yeah. Peyton yep. even Peyton even said today that he waited too long to get a surgery. And I was like, Wowzers. Yeah. So and that all wow. happened right after they paid him. Good yep. for him. <laughs> <laughs> the dude is incredible when he's healthy. Yeah. Take that away from him. He's a catching machine. So, yeah. all right. That is all of the topics and fodder from NFL Trend Zone tonight. We will be back next Wednesday night. Peace. You are watching a master at work. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.